This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. For the Culture is a point-of-view documentary series on CBC Gem. It's hosted by Amanda Paris. Over the course of six episodes, Amanda dives deep into the lived experiences of black communities around the world. Here's a clip from the show's trailer. I am constantly thinking about culture, race, and social issues. When African Americans do depictions of Caribbean people oh. and the accents are terrible. Aye, aye, aye. I want to push these conversations forward. I'm leaving the wars raging on social media, and I'm traveling to where the stories are. It's about honoring my ancestors. I want to talk to black folks from across the diaspora. Because of what I look like, because of what I am, the British industry bucks me in. I want to make space for urgent conversations. Black children are being harassed routinely. Six countries, six episodes. Let's imagine new possibilities. We want to be modern-day 21st century revolutionaries. Because now is the time to take the group chat to the real world. Well, let's drink to that. Amanda Paris is an award-winning writer and the executive producer of For the Culture, as well as the host. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you for making a little bit of time this morning. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So where did this all start? Why did you want to create this point of view documentary series? Yeah, I pitched this series in 2020, which was a year where a very significant year for all of us. And like so many, I'm sure I was stuck in my house and just really hungry to be out in the world. And I was this daydreaming about traveling and wondering if, you know, all these places that I have on my bucket list, I'd ever get a chance to see. And at the same time, a lot of the conversations I was having with folks was happening on social media, WhatsApp groups, Twitter, which was great. But I really missed having conversations with people in person, uh, you know, just hearing the tone of their voice, just being in the same space as them. And so those two desires kind of merged together to shape the form of the show. And then in terms of the topics, it was just a lot of the things that I was talking about with folks um, in my group chats and uh, on the phone. Our Business of Black Hair episode, for example, was inspired by my conversations with my hairdresser, who, you know, I'm often in her chair for hours at a time, and she is telling me all about her trials and tribulations in the industry. And I was always like, someone should do something about this. And so that you know, sparked an episode. I got pregnant in 2020 and had a really challenging experience navigating the healthcare system. And through reading and doing a little bit more research, realized that my story was very connected to a larger theme. And that led to our Black maternal health episode. So, you know, the topics in some cases are very personal or just about things that I'm interested in and that I was talking about with my friends, family, and community. And so that really shaped the show. The word wide-ranging is sometimes overused in our industry, but in the description you gave there and in some of the episodes that I had a chance to take in, uh, wide-ranging is definitely the word. How did you navigate that? How did you start creating the connective tissue within episodes, but also thinking about the broader connective point within the series? Yeah, I think the what I knew from the beginning was that I wanted a show that although each episode would be distinct and different, that the things that it would share in common was that, one, it was a journey. Uh, we would go on an adventure out in the world. We would meet Black folks from across 
the globe, hopefully, are three kind of core locations where Canada, the U.S., and the U.K. Um, and I really wanted us to have conversations across those borders. And then we had some really interesting moments where people across episodes felt like they were talking to each other. So, for example, a lot of the parents and students in our education episode would talk about their frustrations with these systems that are not changing and that feel like they're not going to change anytime soon. And um, and and we're frustrated about the limitations that all of these years of activism that Black communities have done uh, haven't resulted in very fundamental change in these education systems. And then in my Diaspora Wars episode, I spoke to a parent named Zoe Smith, who had the same frustrations in the UK, and because of those frustrations, chose to take her three kids and move them to live in Grenada, where they wouldn't have to deal with the same sort of racial challenges that they were dealing with in the UK. And so even though they are two completely different episodes, they're responding to similar experiences, um, and we're kind of having conversations with each other, and that happened a few times across the episodes, which was really, felt very synchronistic. I don't know if you want to pat yourself on the back too much on this front, but uh, but, but 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 I think I think you, I think you deserve it. What does that say about your approach to platforming authentic people? Yeah, I think um, you know there was a version of the show, an early pitch where we were like, oh, we're going to get so many big names, and we're you know, we are going to pack this with so many famous people, and you know none of those famous people called us back. So when they didn't call us back, we we're like, huh, you know. <laughs> Okay, it's plan B, but plan B turned out to be the better plan. It was always uh, the idea that even if we had some bigger names, there would always be people who are on the front lines of the issue at the center of the show. And so the bigger names were more so about, you know, hoping to get audience interested, but there would always be people on the front lines. And what ended up happening is that they just became the dominant force. And we were really lucky to find such incredible folks. Um, and, you know, what that also means is that you kind of have to prepare them. These are often folks that have never spoken in front of a camera and don't do a ton of media. They don't have their speaking points uh, right in front of them. And that was actually really beautiful. Um, we would do really long pre-interviews. We would make sure that our interview time was really long as well, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to spaces where you only have like seven minutes in and out, you know, and this was not the case. Sorry to our editors for how much they had to go through, but we really <laughs> wanted to spend time with people um, and get them comfortable and not just march and dive right into the very hard issues in some cases that we were asking them to talk about, but build and get there eventually. And I think I really love that approach. I'm, I'm a big fan of long form interviewing in general and being able to like have a space and have space and time with a person. And we were able to do that with this show. And I think, you know, I'm really proud of the results of uh, and what we were able to achieve by taking that approach. I, I still send emails to my old editor uh, apologizing for uh, all the t all the editing I put him through as well. I, <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from, but that's where you get those great morsels yeah. of conversation yeah. where you're not trying to rush through with someone like that. That's exactly. that, that's where the beauty of the format lives. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree with you. And it's, you know, it's not doable for daily news. You know, that's kind of an impossible task, but for documentary, which is what we were doing, you know, that we, I really asked for that, that time and kind of said it from the beginning, this is going to be a requirement. It's part of what I want to move into as a host. I really love those opportunities and I'm really glad we got to do that. What, what were some of your own takeaways from your experience as you reflect and as you went through the post-production process, what was particularly impactful for you? I mean, there are quite a few things. I mean, there are so many episodes that were very personally motivated. The Black Maternal Health episode, as I mentioned, was really inspired by my experience going through the healthcare system. And um, 
I learned so much while making that episode about uh, the ways that this system is set up not to create a space of care, but more so efficiency um, for so many folks. Uh, and I think that's true across racial lines. But when you see the dis there's a, such a discrepancy um, for Black uh, birthing people and Black pregnant people um, in the UK, in the US that has been documented. But here in Canada, we most provinces do not track race-based health data. Mm. And so the the challenge here is even getting to prove that this is an issue and that this is something that is happening. But we spoke to a number of Black frontline healthcare providers um, who said, without a doubt, we are seeing the same stories that you see in the UK and the US happening here. We just don't have the evidence and the data to prove it. We only have the stories, and that's not enough to get the kind of grants that you need to create intervention. And so I felt a strong sense of urgency with that episode about the kind of change that I hope that it helps to inspire the way that the episode can be utilized as a tool by those that are already pushing for this change. Mm. Um, so that was really impactful. And in our Glass Cliff episode, which we know talks about the workplace, we had these really powerful moments from folks who are brave enough to talk about their experience in the workplace while still being in it. Um, and so that was just, uh, it was a very high risk episode for a lot of folks. And for me as a, as a host and as a producer, I just felt a large sense of responsibility to take care of those people because they trusted us with their stories. Um, in one instance, um, one of the women actually resigns within the interview. And uh, yeah, it was just a very powerful episode. And I, and I, you know, my, my goal was to make sure that people understood what they were going through and could connect it to something larger and that we did justice by their stories. Folks can find For the Culture streaming on CBC Gem, an app that I absolutely adore. I just love using it. It's so easy to use and there's all kinds of great stuff there, but look for For the Culture. But Amanda, what's next for you? Before you get out of here, what's going on? Want to get the plugs in? I, there's no plugs. I'm literally resting. <laughs> wait, wait are, you, are you, <laughs> wait, are you saying making a six-part documentary series was tiring in some way? It, it was a tad. It was a tad. And so I am taking a break and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that we get a season two. And if not, then I'll make some plans. But for now, going on vacation with the family and just trying to rest. Oh, that sounds uh, really, really lovely. Uh, how many, like, again, how, how much time did you end up spending away from home while you were doing this? I imagine it was quite a bit. Yeah, we would try to make this each trip quite short because I have a three-year-old. Um, but yeah, it was it was a significant amount. We we filmed for six months. Uh, some of that filming did take place in Toronto, but it, it's it, I, I thought when the filming was done that I would be like, oh, now I'm home, and it was not the case because you know the edit is so intense yeah, as well yeah. too. So yeah, it was a pretty um, challenging time. So I'm really grateful to just spend a little bit more time at home and hang out with my kids. Three uh, three-year-olds are probably the most demanding boss out there. I think there's probably something to that. <laughs> Amanda, thank you for I this. <laughs> Congra thank you. Congratulations on the docu series. It's really excellent work. Uh, all the best to you, and let's catch up again down the road. That sounds great. Thanks so much. That's Amanda Paris, host, executive producer of For the Culture, which again you can find streaming on CBC Gem. Just uh, download the app and check out For the Culture. Really, really cool stuff. And a big thanks to uh, them for sending along a couple episodes for me to take in. Really, really enjoyed it. I want to remind you about the daily poll at Accessible Media on X, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. The University of Waterloo is removing 29 vending machines that were caught using facial recognition technology. What's your relationship with facial recognition technology? Good 
bad or blissfully unaware. There is something to be said about being blissfully unaware in this world. At Accessible Media on X, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. You can also chime in via email, feedback at ami.ca, feedback at ami.ca, or pick up the phone and give the show a ring, 1-866-509-4545. Coming up on the show tomorrow, there's a new affordable housing initiative in London, Ontario. Brian Orr from P. HSS tells you all about the program. You know the show kicks off at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the mighty airwaves of AMI-tv or in audio at amiplus.ca. Don't forget, you can also catch the show on demand. If you miss it, just head on over. Favorite podcasting platform, search for Now with Dave Brown. Don't forget to write, subscribe, and review. Until tomorrow. I'm Dave Brown reminding you to play safe, play fair, but don't forget to have some fun. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI-audiobook review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI-audiobook review from your favorite podcast provider.